Hi there, you're listening to the 247 Girl Boss Podcast, and I'm your host, Ola. In this podcast, we discuss the successes, failures, and pivotal moments that make the career change journey worthwhile. Expect to have a few laughs, be encouraged, and get equipped with the mindset, tools, and resources required on the journey to finding the careers you love and making a difference where you live. As with us, we have Blessing Akwan, the CEO of Public Speaking Pro. You guessed it right, we are going to be talking about communication and public speaking today. Hopefully, you're going to get some great tips to help you along the way in your career as you go along. Um, I hope you like this podcast, and if you do like it, please share and don't forget to subscribe. And also, if you're in any way starting your career change journey and you're thinking about it and you don't know where to begin from, you should consider taking the career by design mini course, which will help you create a blueprint to start that journey. Now let's get back into the podcast because I'm really excited to talk to Blessing and get this lovely information that she's going to be sharing with us today. Blessing, thank you so much for coming on to our show today. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Ola. Thank you. It's I'm really honored and excited as well to be here. Thank you. How have you been? How's it going um, with the um, with the pandemic, everything going on, have you have you kind of gotten into a routine from working from home? Well, well, the truth is, not much has changed for me. Okay. I think the only difference is instead of waking up by six a.m. to get ready for work, I can wake up by seven. <laughs> and roll out of bed and go straight to my office, which is my table in my home. So I've been working from home all this while. Um, and I've had the opportunity to keep, thankfully, to still keep mentally healthy, because I think that's very important, mentally healthy, emotionally healthy, as well as physically healthy, you know, staying safe and making sure that we observe all the rules of um, physical distancing and exercising to ensure that we are still good okay brilliant before we go any further do you mind giving us a little our audience probably don't know you could you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself okay (laughs) oh this is really interesting because typically when i'm amongst friends and i want this to be as informal as possible and they ask me to tell them about myself i start by saying that my life is in series with seasons <laughs> but i'm not gonna keep it short and sweet my name is blessing Upon, as you said um my private consultancy is actually the bridge consulting i okay. offer management consulting business etiquette and corporate communication for oh. fine individuals and professionals around okay. my social media handle and persona is public speaking pro where i offer tips personal coaching and online courses to improve your communication skills, including public speaking. Um, So I actually am a trained economist. I have a first degree in economics and a second degree in finance and economics from um, the UK. Yes. (laughs) And um, even though I absolutely love economics, in fact, it's a funny story how I got into economics. I don't know if we have time to share it. I actually was a science student. I really wanted to please my father, who wanted a doctor. So I started life as a science student, certain 
that I was going to be a doctor. But I had to tell myself the truth. I still <laughs> am. I was then, and I still am very scared of blood. Like, even when they draw my blood, I'm dancing a little lukumba, you know, at the whole process. And I knew that I was going to make a horrible doctor. If there's <laughs> one thing that I hate to do, is fail at anything I have to do. So I figured I'm going to go into this thing. I might succeed in passing the exams. By the end of the day, I would not be a good doctor because naturally I hate the things. And so I had the worst fights with my father. And he was threatening fire and brimstone, you know, when I was feeding my jam papers. And I was like, I cannot go into school for medicine. And I told him, if you push me, I'm going to go into theater arts those <laughs> days. <laughs> you know, the next best thing to prostitution was acting. <laughs> so that <laughs> was like the worst thing ever I could have said to my father. I had to get his brother involved. I had to go to my uncle's house and say, look, uncle, come and talk to your brother because he's threatening not to pay my school fees and I cannot be a doctor. What was fortunate for me was maybe some part of me had always known that I wouldn't be able to do this. But while I was going through secondary school, I mixed my science courses. So I wasn't a pure science student. Mm -hmm. I actually mixed my science courses with literature and economics and geography. So I did the maths, um, further maths, physics, chemistry, biology. And then I did these extra courses, which at that time, I, my classmates couldn't understand why I would um, want to take on extra course load. But I frankly enjoyed economics and I enjoyed literature. And I just said, you know what, I want to have this extra. And so that was the out for me because I could go into school and study economics, which was really what I really loved. I've always been fascinated with helping people mm. money, change their circumstances, and become wealthy, create wealth from themselves, you know, by themselves. So I went into study economics. So tell uh, me. I know someone will be wondering. Please I was go. Gonna ask that. Okay, you've been talking about economics and finance, but today we're talking about communication. So tell me, how did you get communications? <laughs> how did you make the switch? Because many of our listeners here will want to make career switches or career changes. So tell me, when when did you when did you make that switch into communications, being a communications expert? Okay, so. After my master's, um, if there's one thing I do, I like to study systems. And people who know economics know that's what it is, understanding behavioral sciences and systems and everything. And I recognize that when I'm trying to explain economic concepts, business concepts to people, it seemed difficult for them to understand it. And I knew that if only they had this information, if only they had this knowledge, they'll be able to act in the ways that improves their lives, which was my goal as an economist, right? And so I started studying how to communicate to them so that they understand what they needed to know for them to take the right action. And in studying that, I realized that, look, it wasn't just economics, it was everything. People were having problems with their relationships, 
who were having problems with their bosses, who were losing out on opportunities and promotions just because they were able to communicate effectively and articulately, you understand? And so I realized, okay, blessing is a gold mine here. Mm -hmm. This is the foundation of the problem. Anybody would do better, will act better, will be better if only they understand how to communicate. And when I use the word communicate, I'm not saying just speaking, it's because communication involves speaking, listening, reading, and writing. Especially in today's world where 50, if not 60% of the time, we are writing with our text messages, with chats, and everything. We live in a virtual world, right? So the opportunities for face to face interacting is reducing, and we are you know, doing more virtual chatting. And so we have people, marriages, homes breaking up because of their inability to communicate. I saw the opportunity. At first, it was about improving myself to do my job better, which was a management consultant. And then when people saw the way that I spoke, when people, you know, attended my classes and they were like, oh, you made it so simple, you made it so easy. They started meeting me for other things, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you mind coming to speak at this event, be an MC, be an, a compare? Do you mind coming to, you know, do this training? And then I realized, okay, so public speaking it is. And because I am very particular about being good, excellent about everything I do, I decided to go train to become a public speaker. So I registered with Mia Desanya. He was um, one of the first people who actually took me through public speaking. I remember when I heard, that was in 2010, I heard his name is The Catalyst, his brand name is The Catalyst. And he was like, he earns a million naira per event that he's being called to speak for then as far back as 2010. So you can imagine, recently he's been introduced to, or rather welcomed into the Forbes legacy of coaches, you know, and that's, I mean, that's another feather in his cap. I told myself I wanted to speak gold. I wanted to be able to communicate in such a way that people would be willing to put down hard-end money for the value that I bring. And so it evolved from just being able to teach others to being a public speaker, a brand that I'm able to coach others to be able to speak better and effectively. So let me ask you, you've been coaching for a while now and you've been, you've had a lot of clients. What are the top, maybe the top three, top five things that you see um, communication mistakes that people make? Hmm. Well, that's a very good question because you see, when we examine ourselves, mm-hmm. it's very easy to see why it's the other person's fault, mm-hmm. not yours. Mm-hmm. And so, the first thing, and I cover this within my course, Conscious Communication, the first thing that we need to do. Like, I think it was Socrates that said, physician, healer, know thyself. You've got to understand yourself. What are your motivations for speaking? That interaction that you're having, why? What biases or filters do you have that negates the message, the truth of your message? Mm -hmm. That's the best mistake. 
most people go into with a personal selfish agenda. And because human beings are social beings, if you are looking out for number one, if I'm looking out for number one, there's not going to be a meeting point, right? So the first thing is know yourself, understand yourself. And the second thing is know your audience. Who are they? What do they like? How do they like it? What are their motivations? What are their, what are their triggers? I'll give you an example. If I'm interacting with a uh, northerner in northern Nigeria, right? Mm-hmm. They are characterized by a culture of, you know, quietness. The, the ladies are laid back. The ladies don't really speak out. And that's their culture. I would not be loud and braggacious because she's going to look at me as someone who is uncouth. Mm. She would not understand that, well, that is being, you know, out, outspoken, that is being charismatic to her because she's grown up all the while as being, you know, being quiet. She will see that as being very uncultured, uncouth mm. of me. However, if I'm speaking to an Igbo girl <laughs> in Nigeria, right? If I'm quiet, she's just going to look at me like, what is wrong with this one? Why are you so dumb? Can't you talk? Why? Do you understand? I would have to be braggacious and, hey, boys, boys, do you understand? For, for, and then, and probably might be the most important what is your desired goal for that interaction? Every single time we interact or communicate, we are projecting our brand. So is it a short term? Is it a long term goal? Do you want to get something? Are you building a relationship? That guides your interaction and your communication style. So most people forget these three aspects. Call it a table with three legs. Take out one leg, it's not balanced no matter how you do it, right? They forget these three aspects and just talk in the moments. And then you will see sparks flying. Something that could have been easily avoided will not be just because somebody didn't stop to think and say, who am I? Who are they? What do I want? Simple. I like how you just made it so simple. Who am I? Who are they? And what do I want to get out of this? But I'll have you know that people believe your non-verbal seven times more than your verbal because mm. you don't believe that you can lie with your body. Mm. But you can most likely lie with your lips, with mm. your words. And so your portrayal of confidence in speaking these terms would make someone say, hmm, she was very confident. Too. She sounded like she knew what she was talking about. Mm. Let's give her a try. Mm. We are very lucky in today's generation that you don't need to beg some other person for their stage to show what you can do. In those days, you had to, you know, come on NTA or any other, you know, TV station or radio station for you to be seen or heard. Now you have your phone. You can sit down. So if, for example, I wanted to become a caterer, become a chef, I sit down with my video put it, and then video myself cooking. Mm. And I post it out to the world on YouTube or whatever channel. Automatically, I've become a chef. That's it. Right? <laughs> That's it. So now you have your own stage. Just confidently put yourself out 
and show your results. So if you ask me, what should people do to communicate the value they have when transitioning from one career to the other? The first thing is confidence. Just be confident. Now you might say, how do you be confident in something, being that you're transitioning into a new career? You know your onions. You need to be sure that you know it. You can't be confident about something that you don't know. Mm -hmm. You have to know it. Get the knowledge, get the information, however you want. The second thing is practice. Practice makes perfect. Keep doing it over and over and over again. And then, this might sound like, you know, um, how do I put it? A funny advice, but it's true. You need to be your own cheerleading squad. It's not funny, <laughs> it's the truth. Everybody needs to be that. <laughs> you need to be your own brass clanging symbol. Shout your stories. Shout your successes. Yeah. Speak it as loudly as you can from every hilltop and valley that you can. Mm. I tell you that you will become heard. And once you are heard, you will be given the opportunity to prove what you say you know. That's so good. Thank you for that. I'm now going to touch on something you just said. Let's talk about the nonverbal communication and how people get it wrong and what people inadvertently don't know that they're doing wrong that's affecting them. Well, I could give you so many instances. It's... Okay. Honestly, it's interesting how many times we mess up opportunities just because our body language is not at par with the words that we are speaking, mm -hmm. especially in today's virtual world. I'm going to also give you examples using emoticons, okay? Maybe I should even start with that. So in one of our WhatsApp groups, and you must be aware that WhatsApp groups have people from different backgrounds, different experiences all over yeah. the world, right? Yeah. So in one of the WhatsApp groups that I am in, um, we're talking about something, just normal, you know, debate. And one of the ladies wanted to put in her expression, non-verbal expression of, yeah, what you're saying is not making sense. I'm going to spank you. Maybe if she had said it, we wouldn't, you know, raise an eyebrow about it. But she put up a sticker of a man smacking a woman, a full-grown woman's bum, and the woman was <laughs> naked, right? <laughs> at first, I looked at it, I was like, listen, this is not a place to do oversight. You just keep quiet. This is not a communication class. Just keep quiet and let it pass. And then someone else made another comment and she put it again. At that point, I couldn't hold it. I had to say, hey, look, I'm sorry. Um, do you realize that this sticker is actually sexual? And she was like, how? I said, just in case so you don't go and put the same sticker in your church group. This is a <laughs> sexual connotation. Don't do this in public. And she's like, she had no idea. And several other people in the group did not even know of course, a couple of them knew, and they said, oh, yes, 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 blessing is right. This is sexual. You shouldn't put it. It has sexual connotations. So that's just one example of using emoticons and stickers wrongly as nonverbal communication, right? Another thing that people do is, look, we human beings are social beings. Mm. You are speaking to someone, 
and you say, oh, that's fantastic. Just, in fact, maybe I should do it. Oh, that's fantastic. Terrific. I'm so excited. Interesting. Do I look interesting? Do I look interested? Do I look excited? No, right? Our faces have been kept still, stiff. And we were told that's the way to be professional. <laughs> Absolutely not. Your facial expression, your body language gives color to your words. Absolutely. So you cannot say, exactly. You can't say, oh, terrific. And you're like, terrific. I'm excited. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> oh, they ask you, how are you? Oh, they ask you, how are you? I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> Like, seriously, the person is going to do a double take and like, um, okay, all right. So most times people are just stiff. And that's because we're told you need to be, when you're professional, you have to be straight and all of that. No, you are chasing away your relationships by not being approachable. Mm. There's nothing wrong in smiling, nodding your head and showing some emotion. That's why you're human, not a robot. Let me ask you a question. There's this word that goes around a lot nowadays is you need to be authentic. Authenticity. What do you think that really means? Not the gibberish. The, what does it mean to be authentic? What does it mean to have an authentic voice in any sphere of life? Thank you so much, Ola, for that question. Um, one of the things I tell my clients who meet me for public speaking is the fact that I cannot teach you to be like me. I can show you strategies to help you be a successful public speaker. Mm -hmm. But guess what? The public speaker you're going to be is you, your own style, not a copied, certified, original copy version of me. <laughs> okay. So authenticity is what makes each and every one of us unique. It's not the way I copy the other person. I'll give you an example. Pastor Reverend Adeboye, right, of Redeemed Christian Church. He's very staid, very calm, very, you know, peaceful when he speaks. And he has his audience. And the people who listen to him. Pastor Adeferasin, Paul Adeferasin of House on the Rock. He's very vibrant, you know, his presence, charismatic. You can't ignore him. And he has his audience. Each and every one of us are made with a unique style of communicating. Some people, it might be loud excitable you know very energetic for some people it might be calm professional you know quiet peaceful but the way we communicate will still resonate with our different audiences mm. authenticity to me means having your own voice with your words with your tone with your characteristics being original because guess what? As human beings, we tell when someone is faking it. You say fake it till you break it. Yes, that's true. Fake it till you make it. That's true. Well, we can tell when someone is faking it. Because you can't be as free and as original 
as when you are your own self. Absolutely. I'm not saying don't try to speak properly. Speak mm-hmm. properly. You know, articulate your words properly. However, let your message, let your truth be with your own voice. The way that you would gesticulate, the way that you would interact if you were talking to your bone party, if mm-hmm. you were talking to your sister who knows you. It's the same way you should come and present on stage or in a meeting or wherever. That's unique authenticity. That original presentation is what endears us to you much more than any photocopy you can do. Absolutely. Reminds me of another example of that is you just need to look at um, the Obamas and compare them to the Trumps. It's night and day. The communication styles, it's just... It's you completely night and day. <laughs> you had to go there. <laughs> As you were speaking, I was like, there are other examples of this that it's just it's <laughs> Yeah, but there are presidents, you know, and there are people who would swear with their blood that Trump is the best, you know, see the way he talks. He's the, that's what a real general, Captain of America should sound like. Well, others will say, oh, of course, Obama, I mean, he set the bar. He laid it. You don't need to ask me which side I, I, I favor. I'm sure you can take a guess. But what I'm saying is that they are themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Another good example of that is um, Gary V compared to a John Maxwell. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. This- Gary V will tell you, he will use his swear words. He would, <laughs> you know, he's the up all in your face. <laughs> but he's getting his message across Absolutely. And, he's being and you cannot doubt that he's being true with the message that he's speaking yeah let's go back i'm going to take it back a little bit to um, a personal side of you you were talking about um how you've done you've made several trans- career transitions as you've gone along in your life as many other people would have but could you tell us what is the if you had to talk to yourself five years ago, your five year, five, your five or ten years earlier self uh, so now, what would you tell yourself? What mistake would you try to help yourself avoid if you had a chance? Huh. I think that I would tell myself to just take a chill pill. Life Mm. is not that serious. Because I told you I'm I'm a high achiever. I probably am my worst critic. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, constantly pushing myself to excel. Mm -hmm. I sometimes, earlier on in my career, um, career, alienated people with my drive and force. And, you know, especially people working with me, my team, I sometimes was very harsh with the way that I was supposed to support them to grow in getting the job done. Mm -hmm. And that was because for me, I needed to excel and I was going to try to excel as much as I could. And so I'll tell myself to just relax, smell the roses, life life isn't isn't so serious, you know? I found that when you focus more on building relationships. Mm -hmm. Somehow, everything else falls into place. People become loyal and give you their best 
use their own resources for you once those relationships are put in place compared to when you're trying to force them mm. to get the job, mm. right? You cannot speak to them and hope that they, they understand why you're pushing them. You can only engage them, build a relationship and tell them, see, I'm here to help you. This is the goal. I would like for us to achieve it. And um, let's do it together. You know, I would like to be a softer, sweeter version, which I am now, <laughs> I have to say. Uh, but that came with studying. In fact, I used myself as the first social experiment for my conscious communication course. It was as a result of the results I had seen in my business relationships. You know, mm. people were like, blessings, she's, let me use a French word, she, she I had us. You're, you're just a, when it comes to work, uh-uh, you're too, madam, no nonsense. <laughs> you would even see some posts, some of my students, you know, comment same thing on my, on my social media handles, madam, no nonsense. That was the name they gave to me. Uh, but now I laugh and I'm, you know, okay, I get it. We need to be easy. We need to be softer. We need to be fun, friendly, approachable. And I've built better relationships in the past five years that have returned invaluable resources to me mm-hmm. based on the loyalty that the relationship brought about. That's really interesting. And I think sometimes we forget that. Build a relationship first. Yeah, it's so important. And it just reminds me, because I was about to start asking you that, for the listeners listening to you, what resources could you recommend? Without Before I even start going into what you have specifically, I was thinking of um, what books could people read? What could people almost go back to? The one that came to my mind was um, um, how to influence, how to win friends and influence people. It is mm-hmm. a really very good, and it kind of buttresses what you're talking about. Get to know the person first. Kind of kind, get to build that relationship because there's nothing, there's, there's nothing better than having a relationship. You know what happens when you have that relationship? People think, um, give you the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. So even when, yeah, when, even when they hear something or you speak in a way that you wouldn't normally speak or they're not happy with your tone, they will make excuses for you because that's not your normal MO. Exactly. Exactly. You, you just hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Yeah, it's so beautiful. So tell us about it. Um, what resources can people, because I want people to leave listening to this podcast today with actionable tips, things that they can go away and start implementing immediately for the commission. And you've mm-hmm. given us so many things already. But for, for the person going into work tomorrow or whenever they listen to it, we've already said it be conscious of your communication, know yourself, know your audience, and know what is the desire, what's your desire for that communication, mm-hmm. that, uh, that um, meeting that you're having. That's the first thing. And I think that in itself is invaluable. Um, and we also said we should be our authentic self, be confident, practice, and just have a chill pill and enjoy, enjoy life. <laughs> yes, I remember <laughs> to smile. The yes, magic number is <laughs> remember to smile. Is there anything okay, else? So for resources, I mean, I would be very remiss if I don't tell you about the resources 
I have for you. Of course. You know, listening. <laughs> so if you want to build your confidence as a speaker, um, as a good communicator, I think the first resource I will tell you about is to get my ebook, What I Wish I Knew Before I Picked Up the Mic. It um, shares tips and strategies from my decade-long experience of mm-hmm. studying, of speaking, social experiments with people that I have coached myself and people I have interacted with. Mm. Um, I think that's a valuable resource that anybody can take, get, a, um, take, get a hold of. Uh, it's on my bio, in my um, handle, Instagram handle. So that's public.speakingpro on Instagram. And guys, don't um, worry. The next resource, sorry, go ahead. The next resource that I would also um, put forward would be, of course, my conscious communication course, which teaches you to build relationships, mutually beneficial relationships mm-hmm. using the power of your words. That course was developed to help everybody build your network so that you get optimum net worth from your network right now some other books that i use personally with my students who engage you already mentioned one of them how to win friends and influence people mm-hmm. i also use this book um, by ray, ray brown how to sell yourself and that is a very invaluable book because it mm-hmm. talks about communicating to the different strata of people so your people higher than you people um on your your peers mm-hmm. and people lower than you, you know, mm-hmm. understand their different roles and responsibilities and how you engage with them. Mm-hmm. Another book which I personally love and I use with my students as well who come up to my personal coaching sessions is The Emotional Intelligence by Harvard Review. Emotional Intelligence book. It's invaluable mm-hmm. in the resources and the simple breakdown of these concepts, you know, Talking emotions is not really as easy as people think it is because there's the psychological, psychoneuron aspect of it. But Harvard Review does a good job of breaking it down using examples. That makes it easy for anybody to learn. So I think with those ones, you should be well on your way to being a confident, emotionally savvy, and um, articulate communicator that makes your net worth, network, release high net worth. Thank you so much. Guys, I wanted to say that every, all the resources that um, Blessing has mentioned, I will link, especially her courses, they will be within the show notes. So please just go there and you'll find them there and you can just please, you will be doing yourself a whole world of good. Trust me, you're going to get quality content and it will make a difference. You've heard us speak and there's lots more from where that came from. Thank you so much, Blessing. Do you have any final words, anything else you would like to share? I did want to ask, I forgot just before we go. Your courses, we've been talking about career, career, career. Can we use this information or could you give an example where this communication can help in a different sphere of life? Obviously, we know it could, but an example, maybe in your marital um, life or or in your business or just even communicating with your kids how does this communication we're talking about and specifically some of your some of your courses how can they relate it to other parts of their um, life if they wanted to now the thing you have to understand is that communication in itself mm-hmm. cuts across life be it love work 
mm-hmm. or friendship, familiar relationships, right? Yeah. You need to be able to communicate. And like I said, communication is not just our words. It's the way mm-hmm. we write, the way we listen, mm-hmm. actively listen, our behavior. Because every time we communicate is an opportunity to sell your brand, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, understanding that your communication is an opportunity for you to put your best foot forward with your spouse. Mm-hmm. There's one of my clients who came in. I tell you, the first time she, she listened to my um, an overview I did of conscious communication, she called me. She sent me a message. I was like, can you send me your number? I'd like to speak with you. And so I sent her my number and she called me. She's trying to express herself. And then she breaks down crying. The blessing you were speaking to me. Everything that you just said, my marriage is in shambles. I am not happy. And I just don't know what to do. I think that I need your conscious communication course. I spoke with her, encouraged her, and um, she came on the course. Ola, I kid you not. After the first week, by the second week, she's like, blessing, blessing, blessing. I have something to tell you. I'm like, what? She said, my husband said to me, tell that to your friend. Thank you for giving me back my wife that I married. And went further to make a post on his Facebook page. The fantastic woman that is his wife. (laughs) I was shocked. <laughs> I'll give you another example. There was another lady who saw that post because I put that post up on Instagram and then contacted me and she's like, blessing, I'm in the same shoes. Do you think you can do the same thing for me? I said, well, you are going to do it for yourself. I will just try to walk you through the process. And so we had our first session together. She was like, in fact, as I speak to you, and my husband, we are not speaking because he said something to me that hurts me so much and I don't know how to come back from it. I told her, you see, change your perspective. You have a few that wants to hurt you. Change your perspective. And so I told her what to do. The next week, she came back to me. She's like, I did what you said. By the fourth day, I was able to speak. I didn't feel so hurt anymore. I was able to speak to him and, you know, express and try to understand why he said that and we spent three hours talking let's say i can't remember the last time i sat down to talk with my husband for one hour so you see our ability to communicate is just let me just explain this to you when you communicate you form relationships Mm. quality of your communication determines the quality of the relationships that you will have Mm. And you all know that no man is an island here on earth. The results you have, you you achieve in life, is as a result of the relationships you have around you. So whether it's marital results, whether it's career results, whether it's familiar results or friendship, whatever it is, you need relationships. So if your, your communication is poor, that means you will have poor relationships. That means you will have poor results. What are you leaving for then? That's just it. Wow, that's been so educative and so insightful. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed talking to you today. I've enjoyed my time on the podcast. Thanks for coming along. Thank you, Allah. The pleasure has been all mine. Thank you for giving me the opportunity and giving me a bit of your stage today. It's been my, it's been my honor to be with you today and spread the word out to as many people who would watch this, please subscribe to this podcast. Like, 
<laughs> apart from my session, I've listened to other sessions. Ola is doing a fantastic job. So if you have not subscribed, you're on a long thing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Guys, you heard it all. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. Um, all of Blessings um, details will be linked in the show notes. And if you're watching this on YouTube, they will be down below in the comment sections as well. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate and review the episode on Apple Podcasts. It helps other women that need the podcast find it more easily. There are two ways to keep in touch with us. First off, you can connect with us on Instagram at 247girlboss. And the second is why not sign up for our newsletter and be the first to know about guest giveaways and discounts. Also, you'll get tips and resources to help you build the careers that you love. So see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.